Welcome to the March 3rd worship service of the United Church of Rowayton. In today's message, Jesus Gets Angry, Pastor Sal Sapienda helps us understand how controlled anger can be beneficial. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us here for worship today at the United Church of Rowayton. What a beautiful morning we have. Uh, if this is your first time here or it's your first time seeing me up here, my name is Sal Sapienza and I'm the pastor here at the United Church of Rowayton. We are an open and affirming congregation of the United Church of Christ. And that means that no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, know that you are welcome here. Well, today is the first Sunday of the month and that means it's a communion Sunday. We always celebrate communion on the first Sunday of the month here, but today is an extra special communion Sunday because today several of our fourth and fifth graders, they're going to be receiving communion for the very first time. We're so excited and, and we're so proud of them. Uh, the past several weeks they've met with me and uh, our director of Christian education, Val Harden, to talk about communion. And they had some really great questions, and we feel, and their families feel, like they are ready now to receive communion for the first time. So today we're going to honor them in a very special way. Uh, we're so grateful that they and their family and friends are here, and we're so grateful that you're here this morning. Now today, right after our service, we are going to be having a new members class up in the meeting house. Uh, if you are not a member of the church, but you would like to become a member of the church, I hope you will attend today's class. It's just a one-hour class. It's going to go from 11.30 to 12.30, and I promise I'm going to make it as interesting as possible. You will have time after the service to go to Livingston Hall and get some food and drink, and then go on upstairs. We're going to start promptly at 11.30, and child care will be uh, made available as well. Uh, so please join us if you are interested in becoming a member. If you are interested in becoming a member but you can't stay today, please come let me know and I can find another time to go over the materials with you. We will not welcome new members again officially until the fall. So if you're interested now, please uh, come to the class if you are able. Um, well, this is the first Sunday in March, and believe it or not, the last Sunday in March is Easter already. So we are preparing for Easter, and as many of you know, for Easter we have this church just filled with beautiful flowers and decorations. And we would be so grateful if you would contribute to those flowers and decorations uh, by um, uh, maybe purchasing one of those uh, flowers in memory or honor of a loved one who has passed. And as is our tradition, on Easter Sunday in the bulletin, we list the names of all of the people that we are remembering uh, from those flower contributions. So if that's something you would like to do, we ask that you please uh, contact our church office. You'll see the phone number and the email for Chris Jenkins, our office manager, in your bulletin today. And then also, leading up until Easter, our Board of uh, Christian Outreach uh, is starting the annual Easter Basket 
drive. So starting next Sunday, all the way up until the Sunday before Easter, we're going to be collecting Easter baskets for children in Fairfield County who are in need. Uh, so that, that's a fun thing for you to put together, a basket with little toys and games and wrapped candy. Uh, and so if you can put that together, you and, and your family, and bring it in uh, the next few Sundays and leave it in the hallway of the meeting house, and they will be delivered to the Department of Children and Families just right before Easter. So it's a very exciting time the next few weeks as we lead up until the celebration of Easter. As many of you know, we get a lot of visitors on Easter, people who are coming to our church for the very first time. Uh, and so it's a wonderful way for them to come and experience what we are all about here uh, as we celebrate the resurrection of the Christ light. Well, today we're in the third Sunday in Lent. And on the third Sunday in Lent, we are going to hear a reading from the gospel, which is about Jesus getting angry. And I know that's very strange because we know Jesus to be the Prince of Peace. We don't often see him getting angry. And today we're going to talk about that and talk about maybe why he got angry and how maybe anger is sometimes a good thing. So we're glad that you're here today. Well, that is a very shocking reading for us, isn't it? To see Jesus get so angry, to raise his voice in anger. We see him violently overturning tables, and he even brandished a whip. Most of us don't picture Jesus that way. We know him to be that gentle, loving Prince of Peace. I mean, this was the guy who said, Bless those who persecute you. Forgive one another, especially those who have wronged you. Love your enemy. And he said, turn the other cheek. So why is he getting so angry here? Well, this is one of the few stories which is told in all four of the Gospels. You know, sometimes we get a story in one Gospel or maybe two, but it's rare for a story to appear in all four. Now, in Matthew Mark, Matthew, Mark, and Luke's Gospels, this story is told at the very end of Jesus' ministry, right before he's arrested and put to death. But did you notice in John's Gospel, which we're reading from today, it comes from John chapter 2. The writer of John's Gospel puts this right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry to kind of indicate from the get-go that this guy isn't just going to be this meek and mild man. He's also a fiery, passionate, and courageous leader. I don't know about you, I really kind of like that Jesus gets angry from time to time because it reminds me that he was human, just like us. Yes, it tells us in Scripture that Jesus was fully divine, which he was, but it also says he was fully human. And that means he went through the same things that all human beings do, which means he experienced those emotions like anger and frustration and impatience and worry. I know it's hard for us to picture Jesus having those kind of emotions, 
But certainly if he was fully human, then he did. But here's the difference. Jesus knew how to control his emotions. And many human beings are controlled by their emotions. We can take an emotion like anger and we can use it as Jesus did as fuel for justice. Now, two 20th century people who did something like this were Mahatma Gandhi and Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Both of these men, like Jesus, were spiritual leaders who were trying to make the world a better place, a world where all people could be free. And like Jesus, these men also practiced nonviolence. But they also experienced anger. Of anger, Dr. Martin Luther King said this. He said, our supreme task is to unite people so that their anger becomes a transforming force. And of anger, Gandhi said this, I have learned to conserve my anger and like heat that is conserved and converted into energy, our anger controlled can be transmuted into a power which can move the world. Taking our anger and using it as a way to move the world. Now in our lifetimes, in my lifetime alone, there's been a lot of movement in the world. We've seen a lot more freedoms with people. We've seen civil rights and women's rights and gay rights. And all of these things happened not because people sat at home, but because they took their anger and they took to the streets. They marched in protest. They took their anger to the ballot box. And they were able to use it in a way to make the world a better place. The spiritual author whose name is Martha Beck, she said this. She said, virtually every step that our species has taken towards a better society happened because someone used a tank full of anger to move the world. Every advancement we've made for a more inclusive world is because people took their anger and they used it to make the world a better place. So it's that tank full of anger that the suffragettes used to get women to vote. Women couldn't vote in this country until 1920. What did the suffragettes do? Did they just sit at home and say, woe is me? No, they took their anger to the streets. They marched in protest to get that right to vote. And it's that tank full of anger that Gandhi used to free the people of India from British rule. And it's that tank full of anger that those captives aboard the Amistad ship used to free themselves, which we are celebrating today on Amistad Sunday. And it is that tank full of anger that Jesus used to cleanse the temple in today's gospel story. So why was Jesus so angry? Well, because the temple is supposed to be a very sacred place. It's supposed to be God's dwelling place. And there were things going on in the temple that didn't belong there. 
And that made Jesus angry. What does this all mean for us today? Well, it means that you may be angry at the state of some of our sacred institutions today. Maybe there are things that you don't like that are going on. You can sit there and be angry about it, or you can use your anger in order to effect change. But there's a more symbolic meaning of this story. As we heard, Jesus talks about the body being the temple. And it says that in the Bible. It says, your body is the temple of the Spirit. That God's dwelling place, God's Spirit, Jesus said, is within you. That's a sacred place within you, within your heart and mind. If you have things that don't belong in that sacred place, if you have anger and fear and lack and jealousy and greed filling up that sacred temple of God, you have to do what Jesus did. You got to drive it out or overturn it as he overturned the tables to take those emotions and to transform them. You can use things like anger in a way that can move the world and make it a better place. And this season of Lent is the perfect time for us to do that. You may remember when Lent began, I told you that the word Lent comes from a word which means spring. We're preparing ourselves for spring, for new growth and for new life. And it's the perfect time for us to do some spring cleaning, to clean your inner temple, to get rid of all of those things that are no longer serving you so you can make more and more room for the light of the Christ to be resurrected in you this Easter season. You know, in the Gospels, in the teachings of Jesus, the word nice is never mentioned, not one time. Jesus wasn't killed because he was a nice guy. He was killed because he was trying to bring about this new world order. And so for us, followers of his way, being a Christian isn't just about being nice. It's about being agents of change in the world. May we continue his work of bringing about the kingdom of heaven, a just world for all people. May it be so. Amen. Thank you.